In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Here in this season of Easter, we have a chance to hear uh, some from the Gospel according to John. Now, one of the one of the odd features of John's Gospel is he records the ways that Jesus identified himself with very specific analogies, the I am sayings. Uh, New Testament scholars went through and counted seven, and this is the last of the seven I am sayings. Last week we had I am the good shepherd. You remember that. This week we have I am the true vine. He says that Jesus says that he is the vine and the Father is the vine dresser. And what does that make us? We are the branches. And branches that are intact with a vine are so much luckier than those pruned and tossed. There are uh, some implications here, so I just want to get to two of them. What does it mean when Jesus talks about abiding in the vine. What would it look like for us to abide in the vine who is Christ? And then the second question, what would it look like for us to bear fruit? What does that mean? And there's not just one or two or five things that that would mean, but I'm going to talk about one of them. I'd like to talk about what it means to abide in the vine and also what it is to bear fruit, at least one example of it. I heard a long time ago that everybody needs three things concerning prayer. Let me go through them. To have a rich prayer life, you need a cathedral, a chapel, and a closet. Now... Interpret those loosely with me, if you will. We all need a cathedral. That's the place where you gather with a goodly number of others in a corporate kind of prayer. So this morning applies. This could be our gathering. Now, literally, a cathedral is where the bishop's seat is. And we have a seat for the bishop whenever he's here. But what I mean by a cathedral is the place where you meet with the body that represents the entire family of God. You have a very large family. It goes all the way around the world. And it even reaches into heaven because those who have gone before us are in this family of God. So here we are praying, but, you know, when we get started with the big Thanksgiving, we say, we join our voices with angels. There's a lot of those, I'm sure. Archangels, don't know how many. And all the people of heaven, we join our voices with them when we sing, holy, holy, holy. So you need a cathedral, and you have one. And uh, let's push a little bit further. You know, uh, there are 52 Sundays in the year. Now, your clergy are not here all 52, but pretty close, between 42 and 46, I would say, and then some special days, too. Now, nobody's keeping score, but what I want to imply is that we come to church to our, this gathering of the body every chance we get 
Because that's who we are. That's what we do. That's what Christians do. In your prayer life, you need corporate worship. But you also need a chapel and a closet. By chapel, I mean, where can you pray with a few others? A little circle of prayer. Where does that show up in your life? You may have had a prayer group in your life. You may have one now. But it does come up from time to time. You know, around here, uh, we get to pray all the time. We pray before meetings. We pray before vestry meetings. We prayed right before we came in the door, just before the, the processional hymn. We pray before all kinds of meetings, staff meetings for sure. We pray for the congregation. And uh, it could be that these are just perfunctory prayers, kind of get it over with prayers. Well, we're a church, we better pray. But that's not the case. These are actual engagements with the divine. And we take it seriously. So is there a place where you can have this chapel? Uh, a chapel where with your friends you're praying, even if it's just for a moment. But maybe it's a prayer b group as such, you know, I mean, a real a prayer group where you're there specifically to pray. This can be beautiful. Maybe it's a group that studies the Bible together, but they have a time of prayer. This is a chapel for you. You also need a closet. Not just for clothes. I'm talking about a closet that is a chance for it to be just you and Jesus. A place of quiet. A place where you can be alone with the alone. He who uh, is alone, God, is making time for you when you give the time for that one. And sometimes prayers that are silence are the best ways we can speak to God and hear from God. So abiding in Christ implies prayer, and there are different kinds of prayer. What would it mean to bear fruit? Lots of different ways. But I'd like to talk about three. I'd like to talk about uh, serving, caring for each other in love, and proclamation. Uh, that is, giving forward to somebody the good news. These are three examples of bearing fruit. I know you love each other as the body of Christ. You know, and I know you show that when you take up a task to serve uh, each other within the church. Um, all of the jobs that there are to be the church, certainly fruit of abiding in Christ and the informal ways that you check in with each other in conversation, the ways that you tell each other, yeah, I care about you, and in the language of the epistle today, uh, we love one another. We love one another. We're learning to love one another as Christ has loved us. We are practicing it because we know it's part of, of who we are. I know that you bear fruit by serving those who 
need some help from you. I, there was a group of you, uh, and Father Whisper was there, serving breakfast at Lord of the Streets. It's a rotation, and we fit into the rotation. But, you know, sometimes bearing fruit, you think of grapes, but sometimes it's scrambled eggs and bacon. And it's down there uh, at, at Holman in Maine. And it's uh, time uh, just saying, can I get you some more coffee? Now, we can't trivialize this because what this does is it shows that we get it, that we are not haves giving to the have-nots. We are all in this together. And if somebody has a need, of course I'm going to try to step forward. None of us can do everything for somebody. That's not even healthy. But can we demonstrate that we have connection with other people by bearing fruit in the form of serving others? St. Francis takes this seriously all year round with various projects. And you are the ones that populate those efforts of bearing fruit. And then finally, this proclamation idea. This is about good news sharing. You probably do this without even knowing it. I mean, you can be the hope in a person's day. But let's think for just the last moment here about the chance to actually share whatever way you have of giving the good news. I think it's the epistle of Peter that would say it. Uh, you must always be ready uh, to give an account for anyone who asks you uh, to explain the hope that is in you. If it comes up in a conversation, look what happened to Philip. I mean, he's this deacon. Uh, Jesus is risen and ascended, and uh, now the Spirit is in his life, having him cross paths with people. My goodness, he ran across somebody on the wilderness road who was an Ethiopian eunuch who served Candace. And Philip turns out to be there to show this Ethiopian friend brand new friend, who this person that Isaiah is that is being described. It's part of the suffering servant song. And the Ethiopian eunuch is reading this scroll, which he must have just gotten from Jerusalem as he was going down to Gaza. He had the resources and he has the scroll. But who is this person being described? Imagine what it must have been like for that royal servant who had given his entire life and being to the service of the court to discover that there was a, there was a suffering servant who gave his entire life for him, everything that he had. Now, when Philip pointed that out, the eunuch was so excited that as soon as they came across water in the wilderness, he says, there's water. Anything keeping me from being baptized? Must not have been because Philip 
and the fellow go down into the water, and he comes up. Philip snatched away for some reason, but he goes on with amazing joy. You see, he was on a wilderness road, literally, but maybe he was on a wilderness road. Have you ever been on one of those? And you needed somebody to give the good news to you? Now you can be the one to give the good news to somebody as you run across them on their wilderness road. So I hope you'll be doing this. I hope you'll be abiding in Christ in prayer. And I hope that you keep coming. Oh, you may not get 48 Sundays out of this year. But I hope you come whenever you can because it's what we do. I hope that you find a little circle of prayer where you can enrich your sense of connection to people and connection to God. And like this priest I know who literally goes into a closet because it's the quietest place in his house, I hope you can find some prayer closet for yourself that you can be in the silence and give yourself to God. Friends, Christ is the vine. You are the branches. Abide in Him and bear much fruit.